Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? We are obviously a Take for Take podcast. It is Saturday. I think this is the first ever Saturday episode, December 9th. Welcome back. Gage, Trent, it's been a while. Uh, Thanksgiving a few weeks ago. Um, I was gone for a week traveling, vacations, work stuff. Um, just everybody's schedule's kind of been hectic. Boys, what's up? What's up, fellas? Nice to be back. Austin, you mentioned it. Um, happy late Thanksgiving, everybody, and, and early Christmas is right around the corner. So look, definitely looking forward to that time. I know it's Austin's favorite time of the year. But, um, yeah, first Saturday episode, kind of depressing with no good college football on this Saturday besides the, the troops going at it in the lowest total in college football history. I think 27, unless Iowa was lower than that. I can't remember. I think they were anyway. 28. Okay, yeah. Um, happy to be back. Excited to dive into some ball. So uh, have a pretty fun episode for you guys. So sit back, relax, and, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, Austin Gage, what's up, man? Um, to be back, I had something to say. Now, Gage threw me off my train of thought about uh, the Iowa unders. I think Iowa should should become a um, one of those military schools. They should just embrace it fully. And um, I think they would fit in fit in perfectly with that style of ball. Um, yeah, off the top, I had something to say. Um, now I forget. So, <laughs> uh, Sorry, guys. how about a fun fact? Top or the bottom four passing teams in college football this season: the three military institutes and Iowa. So, I guess Trent technically you. Oh, can... I remember. I remember what I was going to say. Um, and I, I said this to you guys uh, this week, but like. You kind of sparked my my uh, train of thought on that one, where it's like crazy. The college football season's like regular season's over, and which the NFL, where like the regular season's over, and then you have like a whole like playoffs to look forward to. It's just two games, and it felt like it was just yesterday where we were through our uh, our preseason previews, and it really does go fast, and then it's just gone before you know it. So. Um, I'm a year and we're already all the way through it, which is kind of disappointing. And I'm already looking forward to next August and September to get back to it. I mean, college football next year is going to be, you know, we can get into that with conference realignment and potentially big players staying in town. You know, yeah, it's I'm, been, I'm already looking all team playoff. Hell yeah. Yeah. Next season is going to be going to be pretty awesome. But yeah, 14 weeks, <clears throat> excuse me, 14 weeks flew by. Trent, you're right. We, we, I was thinking, I was sitting down or driving home from uh, Cleveland the other night, listening to one of our old episodes, and um, it was the the college football like extravaganza one, the two part episode we had, and it was like, that's when we were grinding two, sometimes three episodes a week, fucking getting everything out that we could. Now here we are with with one game, with the last game of the regular season today. So <clears throat> kind of depressing, but we still got NFL. And that's been kind of electric recently with the the playoff race, but fun show, fun 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 show today. Uh, it's been a while. Um, we've had time to digest championship week, uh, playoff reactions. Uh, finalists for all the major college football awards have been announced. Um, as you're listening to this later tonight, the Heisman will be announced. We're going to go through all of our picks, uh, talk about some futures that we had before the season started. We're going to give our picks for. Some of these awards go into depth. Talk about those. Uh, shout out, take for take, three of the four Heisman finalists. Pat, pat yourselves on the back, boys. But uh, 
preview a little bit of the NFL game games this weekend. Trent, give us our power rankings as usual. But first things first, Trent, congratulations. You're in the green. Not many games last week to pick from on the college side, but 4-2. and two. Congrats. Bumped that record up uh, slightly. But congratulations, man. You're in the green. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, I don't care if that sounds a little facetious of you, but not at all. No. We'll, we'll, we'll take it and I'll just jump right into it. <clears throat> I'll get my two losses out of the way. They're both college, college plays. Um, SMU Tulane over 47 and a half started off good for me. I was actually watching that game. SMU was on a, a backup quarterback, uh, but I was surprised Tulane didn't really score against SMU's defense who had been kind of hemorrhaging points all, all season. Stayed um, pretty much under the 47.5, never really had a, a chance. I also had Georgia team total over 28.5. I really thought Georgia was going to win that game and win convincingly. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that more. But, yeah, just a misread on, on my part, and um, congrats to Alabama. My four winners... I was on Michigan minus 21 and a half. That was one of my favorite plays of the weekend. I actually didn't expect Iowa to score any points and um, thought Michigan could get, you know, I thought Michigan would get 30, but at least a 22, um, which they did. Um, I was also on, let's see, uh, moving to the NFL. I was on the Texans minus three. Um, they went up big in that game and kind of held on interception of Russell Wilson in the end zone to end the game, but felt good about that play. Uh, 49ers team total over 24 and a half. I think Austin, you were on this too. How does sweat freeze can be? They scored, I believe, 42 points in that game. Cardinals plus seven. Um, they won outright. Two touchdowns in Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh's luck. You know, we're recording this after they just lost to the Patriots. Back-to-back two and ten teams beat the Steelers when they're in prime playoff position. So I think their luck's starting to run out. Um, but, yeah, I like the Cardinals getting – I don't think the Steelers should be giving seven points to anybody. So all good about it, four and two week, and hopefully can build some momentum uh, with most of the NFL before bowl season. Yeah, that uh, the Niners <clears> – <throat> excuse me, fighting the, the fucking weather is not cooperating – or my body's not cooperating with the weather. That's what I'm trying to say. But, um, Gage, two and four. Um, before you get in your picks, that Niners – Team total was absolutely sweat-free, like you said, Trent. Eagles are fraudulent, and the Niners are a fucking wagon. So my Niners uh, NFC Champs ticket is uh, is sitting pretty uh, pretty nice right now. Not gonna lie. But Gage, especially with especially with the the gauntlet of the schedule that Philly still has ahead of them. Right. Um, I feel pretty good about that. But yeah, let's roll into these picks. Um, you mentioned it, two and four, Austin. A little regression. Um, but yeah, cookies and, and flowers go to you, Trent. And I'm, I'm not being sarcastic or anything at all. Me and Austin both had a very subpar week, and um, we're glad that one person carried the pod for us. So we're we're, we're proud of you, and we're happy for you. Um, let's go into these picks moving forward. Um, Oklahoma State, Texas in the Big Twelve championship game. Um, very underwhelming game. I thought I thought Oklahoma State could hang around a little bit. Um, but that game from the jump was ugly. It was 14 nothing within like five minutes of the game. I know we were texting and talking about it. And um, the numbers that Quinn Ewers put up in the first half, 
um, uh, unbelievable, unreal. Um, that offense is clicking on all cylinders, and um, I think they're very, very well deserving of being in, in the playoffs. So I'm excited that they made it and we get to see what they want to do. Um, Bama, Georgia, over 54 and a half. That game ends at 51. Missed field goal. Um, some missed opportunities here and there to put some points up on the board. But you mentioned it, Trent. Um, they went for Bama, and I think they're very well deserving of it as as just as much as Texas is. So talk about the playoffs here in a little bit, but um, a tough beat there for the under. Um, what wasn't a tough beat was Iowa-Michigan under 34.5. Been a wagon all year. Iowa has smashed their under 11 out of 13 games this year and eight straight to end the season. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it, but the total for Iowa each half was 0.5. And on BetMGM, that 99% of the money um, was on the over for that. And I was talking about it last pod. I didn't think Iowa would score a single point, and they didn't. And they uh, they continue to, to just smash their, their under all year long. Um, let's see. I had SMU Tulane over 47.5 with you, Trent. We won't talk about that anymore. Pretty ugly game. Um. And then Louisville money line, also a very piss poor performance. Jack Plummer just just played like absolute dog shit. Fourteen of thirty six for one hundred and eleven yards. But shout out that that Seminoles defense and Jared Verse and the boys were flying all over the field. Um, unfortunate that they didn't get the cut for the playoffs. But I see where the committee was going, and um, you really have to do take into account not having really their 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 best player on the offensive side of the ball. They've been struggling to put up points recently, and, um, yeah, just a tough break for the ACC. But the one of the lone wins in the NFL, my only play, um, Titan Money. Oh, wow, that was a loss. Titan Money line against Indy at home. I thought that was a great spot for Mike Vrabel. Um, classic Titans, you know, they just going to get it done. They lost 31-28 overtime. So a... Um, a very bad week, but Austin, three and three, five hundred, not in the red, not in the green. What happened? Very mid. <clears throat> um, shout out uh, Michael Pittman though. Uh, wait, no, did Michael? Yeah, Michael Pittman scored a touchdown in that game. Cash day, a touchdown, touchdown parlay for me. Um, yeah, Gage. Really quick before I get into my picks, you talked about that Iowa first uh, first half. It was actually first and second half team total um, over a half. Which didn't really make sense because their their game over was six and a half, but the first half and second half was plus a uh, I'm sorry was over under point five half a point. Um, I saw it on DraftKings at minus one fifteen, and on the pod I said that they're not going to score, and I saw those odds and I fucking suckered myself in the bet in it and mm-hmm. just regretfully, just we were watching that game, it, so shitty, bro. That game and. The Florida, like if you love defense, that Florida State Louisville game was was amazing, but both of those games being on at the same time was just like make you fall asleep by by eight forty five. Like it was horrible. Yeah, I can't wait for the Big Ten championship game moving forward. Now that the divisions are gone, like it's been so boring the last few the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Watching Iowa or Wisconsin or one of those. Big Ten West teams going up against the juggernaut from the East. It's just, it's just not fun. It's just not enjoyable. Yeah, it's going to be weird seeing the Oregon like silver helmets playing against like 
like a, a Ohio State or like a Wisconsin, Michigan. Like it's just gonna be weird. Yeah. But uh, go through my picks really quick. Start um in the NFL, my lone NFL play. Uh, Trent, you mentioned it. 49ers team total twenty four and a half. Sweat free over the Eagles. I was also on the Bama Georgia over fifty four and a half with you, Gage. I thought that was going to hit. Um, I, I sprinkled Bama money line in there, uh, parlayed them with Washington money line. So nice little, nice little pay out there. But um, third play, SMU team total over twenty one and a half against Tulane. SMU scored twenty six. Um, wasn't really sweat free. That was one of my more confident plays of the weekend. Um, my another loss, App State plus five and a half against Troy. Uh, Troy absolutely fucking dominated that football game, forty-three to twenty or forty-nine to twenty-three, I believe was the final score. Um, App State really had no shot at all in that game, just a complete domination by Troy. Uh, my final loss was my second most confident play of the week. Trent, I know I texted in a group chat that you were in. Um, Ollie Gordon, anytime touchdown for Oklahoma State minus one sixty, laid the juice with that. Um, piss poor, dude. I mean, I, I mean, Oklahoma State had the ball inside the five twice, and they threw it for touchdown. And I get it. I mean, they they tried to run with him, and he got stuffed. But just, I'm not even gonna call it robbery because like you, he just they gave him an opportunity twice inside the five, and he just couldn't get it done. So that was that was a, a pretty uh pretty disappointing loss. Not gonna lie, I was pretty pissed about that. Um, you hate you hate to lay that juice. And then not come out as a winner. You do. Yeah. And it's like, you, you, I don't even know how to explain That should it. count as two losses, Gage. I don't know about what you're saying. <laughs> Minus um, 160. I, I, I agree. But... Oh, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> last winner was Friday night sweat free. I loved, loved Washington getting nine and a half. Um, like I said earlier, I sprinkled that money line. In a parlay with Bama, but also played the money line straight. Michael Penix, Jalen McMillan, and the boys proved what I've been saying all year that that offense can and probably will win them a national championship. Go Huskies. So, yeah, three and three. Um, not the prettiest slate, or I'm sorry, not the prettiest weekend. Not the ugliest. We had some solid wins. Solid wins in there as a group, but uh, overall was uh, was pretty mid. Not going to lie. But shout out you, Trent, in the green. Not even trying to make funny. That that's, I'm proud of you. That's that. At least one of us got fucking made some type of money. All right, off my dick, but right. hop off your dick. How about you? We'll start with you hopping off Bo Nix's dick. Uh, been saying it all year. Michael Penix better than Bo Nix. Washington gets it done in the Pac-12 championship, 34-31, and in my opinion, the the most exciting football game of the entire weekend. Um, Washington obviously gets the the two seed, uh, deservingly so. I get why Michigan put them or why Michigan got number one. I get it, but I do think Washington is better than Michigan. Um, obviously, Bo Nix out of the Heisman race. I mean, he's he's a finalist, yes. But um, thoughts, concerns, questions, comments, Trent. The floor is yours with this Pac-12 championship game. I think you have to start like with the line, right? So that got up to ten. I've seen Ridiculous. places where it was ten and a, ten and a half. It's like I think that's just a total misread by Vegas. Like I, like 
Would Oregon be favored? Yes. Would they be favored again today? Yes. Should it have been 10 points? Like, all Washington does, like, yeah, they play a bunch of close games, and maybe they just play close games, and maybe they just play to their competition. Um, but as a neutral site game, that was just a ridiculous spread, and it just kept going higher and higher. Um, I actually liked Washington as well. I told uh, you guys I thought Washington would, would actually win the game just based on what the line was doing, and I just thought that was way too many points. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Bo Nix, you know, I, I wouldn't put it all on him. Um, I thought they're, they're – kind of got bullied at the line of scrimmage. Here to see, you know, I, I thought Oregon would be able to run the ball on him, and, and they couldn't really run the ball. And Washington was running the ball on him with the injured, uh, with their injured running back too, who was still over 100 yards, I think. So, um, I think the 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 real story from this game is the Boer. I mean, that dude could coach, coach football. Um, we talked about him on the last show where he he dropped his nuts on that down and one against what was that washington state wazoo yeah. yeah yeah at, the, at their own 30 and they he came up with that uh that little reverse to roma dude say 99.9 percent of coaches nfl or college that ball away and and the board just dials up the his best play in that moment or just wins the game so you can coach i wouldn't count him out in the playoff at all um and you know Penix Penix will make a couple throws that make you scratch your head throughout the game but he also has throws that like many other players can make in the country so I've seed in the playoffs um now we'll, we'll get into the playoffs and like if it was right if it was deserving but we do have two matchups coming up um the end of this month so i'm looking forward to it yeah we got two really good games and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time recapping uh championship week we'll talk about i got a couple thoughts on this game talk about the sec and then we'll get into the playoff but um dylan johnson trent you mentioned it um was kind of banged up 28 carries 152 yards on the ground um against oregon and it was really going into that usc game where the buzz was kind of humming around Washington like okay can they run the football you know can 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 they do more on offense other than just let Penix drop back 45 times and air it out and, I mean and they've showed over the last two months that they absolutely can't I mean Dylan Johnson's <clears throat> excuse me 1100 yards on the ground 14 touchdowns I mean in his last let's see here f- five games to close out the season 256 104 89 82 152 on the ground and eight touchdowns in the last five games. So this offense is for real. This offense is very scary. Texas needs to to be concerned about this this offense, but it, it really quickly, I, with Oregon, I like this Oregon team a lot, and I know I've been kind of like not shitting on Bo Nix, but kind of like putting him on the back burner to, to Michael Penix just for my Heisman, my Heisman ticket, but like, I love watching Bo Nix play football. Like he, he is so good, and I don't know what it is, but like watching him play is like, like makes me so happy. And I generally don't like the older guys in college just because they fucking been there for 180 games or whatever he's played. But like, 
watching him play football is brings me joy for some reason. I can't really explain it. Um, Relax. You know what? You know what? This is going to be actually funny because you know what my comp is for him in the NFL? Oh, God. This is going to be good. He reminds me of... He reminds me of Derek Carr with, like, speed. Oh, hell no. All right, I just... I retract everything I just said. <laughs> That's what it's answer on. Uh, and we'll get to Derek Carr. But that fucker gets hurt every goddamn week. You just ruined, like, the little bit of joy I had talking about college football. But That's what... That's what I said. I wish they would let him throw down the field more because I think he throws a pretty pretty nice deep ball. Um, I do think Bo Nix, you know, I was on him for Heisman. I do think his stats were a little inflated um, because of all the, the horizontal quick game and uh, wide receiver screens that um, Oregon does. Um, I mean, he moves well. He throws a nice deep ball. Um, I don't know. He, his, his throwing mechanics kind of remind me of Derek Carr, but you know, Derek Carr is kind of like a mental midget, so I don't, I, I can't. I'm just, I'm just talking about like stylistically, like their their play style is not like their mental makeup. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Derek Carr, Derek Carr, if he maybe had a better, you know, personality and and mental, uh, you know, he wasn't such a pussy. We get it. Say. We get it. Derek Carr's ass. Chill out. He'd be a good quarterback if he wasn't, wasn't built like he is. Holy um, shit. Let it go. You're about to I'm, piss I'm, me I'm off. Upset. <laughs> I'm upset because I have 100 bucks on his overpassing yards. And he, <laughs> every third quarter, he's, he's a, you know walking to the locker room. He's got fucking... You see, his, you see his injuries this week? He hurt his, he hurt his ribs, his shoulders. His whole his body head. fucking exploded. <laughs> he had like four injuries. Yeah. His back, his neck, his fucking elbow. With test for a concussion, like yeah, no, I feel like with the Saints every week. I have a buddy in in my clinic rotation who's a big Saints fan. He's from New Orleans. Shout out Bam if you're listening. But I have to ask him every week if they bench Derek Carr because I always see highlights of Winston throwing fucking just just heaving the ball over the field in the second half, and I'm like, <laughs> like what what happened to Derek Carr this week? Did he get hurt? Did he get benched? Did he he gets hurt? Just quit? Like what happened? He gets fucking hurt, and I love. And I'm at the point where I would take two, two or three hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns, and four picks from Jameis before I take one hundred and fifty-two yards and one touchdown, one pick from Derek Carr. At least- the most exciting thing. The most exciting thing in that game last week was when Alvin Kamara shattered that dude's leg on the side. Oh my god, dude! We were wa- we were driving home from from Myrtle Beach, and I was watching that on my phone, and I was like. Pretty sure that dude just like snapped his fucking leg in half, and dude. they panned the that, camera that, that to him. Awful. That was awful. He was screaming. <laughs> they panned the fuck. They put the camera on him as he's like grabbing his leg in pain. <laughs> I was like, "What are we doing?" Also, also like maybe unpopular opinion, but like he he's a little low on calcium because that did, that, <laughs> that hit did not warrant his leg to to bend that way. He's like, also like his seventy eight. He's old. No, he wasn't that old. No, he was young. He looked a young Asian guy. It looked like it was a white dude, but he he was a young was old Asian. dude. And they were like, he. I saw something on Twitter. It was like um, Alvin Kamara. I mean, obviously he feels bad, but he was like, they or he sent a like a signed jersey and like some team memorabilia to the hospital, and 
But he just snapped his leg in four different places, and he gets a jersey in return. From the guy who did it. I'd burn it. I'd fucking burn it or something. I feel so bad. We got sidetracked. Yeah, we did big time. Let's reel it back in. Let's... I think we're, Bo Nix will be better than Derek. You said what? Bo Nix is going to be better than Derek. I think Carr? I think Bo Nix will be better. Bo Nix is like a better prospect than like Derek Carr. I just think I, I don't he just disagree. gave me like some Derek Carr vibes with his throwing and stuff. No, I don't. I don't really disagree. Um, I know I wanted to recap Georgia Bam, but I don't really don't want to now because I kind of I want to hear you guys' opinion. We haven't talked in a while. Did the committee get it right? Yes or no? Yes. I would I would ask what is No no did they get it right? Yes or no? Did they get it right? No. I agree. No. Florida State got fucking hosed. And here and I don't care if the four best teams are in the are in the playoff. Because I agree, the four best teams are in the playoff. I think Bama is better. Are they? I think are, they? are the teams in the playoffs though? I think because so. You don't you don't think Georgia's one of the four best teams? You don't no. think Ohio State? Might be one of the four best teams. I've been saying it all year that Bama has been better than Georgia, and I mean. It, it, okay, but is is Texas better than Georgia? I mean, they beat Texas Bama. Better. Bama beat Georgia. I mean, situationally, I would say Texas is better. Yeah, but I think they're. I think Texas and Georgia are very comparable, or compatible. I don't think you can say it's the four best teams that like. That's where like the committee's logic kind of falls apart because. You can't say it's the four best teams because, oh, we know that's not true based on like Vegas power ratings, and stuff like that. Like, like, like I said, like Oregon would still be favored over Washington today, be favored over everybody. So, like, you, you, they kind of like they didn't take the four best and they didn't take the four most deserving. Like, I think Gabe, you can agree. If you you can still say the committee made the right decision in your in your opinion, but you can you can't say that they made the four most deserving teams a chance. No, but I think they did the best that they could have in this with the with the circumstances that were brought to them. I really think yes, should Florida State be in? Realistically, yeah. But we saw what happened with TCU last year in the championship game, and I really, really, really think if they put Florida State at the four spot. That that final score could be similar to what we saw in the Big Ten championship game. Florida State struggled to put up double digit points against Louisville. Um, so it's a business. It's a big money thing. I think that has a huge, huge, huge factor into the four teams that they put in and the ratings and and all that kind of thing. And um, with the with the factors that were brought about, I think they did. I think they got the four the four teams right. Yes, morally, no, um, but realistically, I think I think they did the best that they could. I'm happy that these four teams are in it. I'm really excited for the playoffs. Um, I think if Florida State was in it, I'd be a little less interested in that one four matchup. Um, I think you guys could say the same, but deserving wise, I think Florida State got fucked. Yeah, I do. What's the point of scheduling? <clears throat> excuse me. What's the point of scheduling a? In, in like a, a elite out of conference schedule, and like, what's the point of conference title game? And like, I don't, I, I Austin, get, what? Austin, imagine if you were a Florida State player, mm-hmm. and I can't, and you you're all pumped, like it's you're ready to to you know it's week one, 
giving your pregame speech. You're ready to, to head out to the uh, the field for your first game of the season. Before you guys are all pumped, ready to go, I come in the locker room and say, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, by the way, it doesn't matter what you do this year. You have no chance of winning the championship. That's what I mean. I don't care if you win every football game. It does not matter. Season does not matter. There's nothing you can do. Actually, Jordan Travis, just make sure you don't snap your leg and you'll be good. No, like, that's, that's, that's what it is. And I can only imagine how Jordan Travis feels because that is the only reason they got left out. Like, imagine how every other person on that roster is feeling because of one guy. That's why they got left out, right? Exactly why they got left out. And they have a top five defense in all of college football. I, I would roll that defense out against any offense in the country and feel decent about it. And it's like, uh, and then and then you got him apo- pretty much apologizing for getting hurt. And you got yeah. these stupid fuckers that are like, oh, why is he playing against, I don't even know, the whatever game it was he got hurt. Why is he playing against Alabama? Them? And it's like, like, shut, like, shut up. Like, I, yeah. No, like, you gotta like what are we doing? Like, Dude, you, you nailed it. It's, it's a TV product. It's the only sport, major sport, where the TV networks, the control the, uh, the postseason and the outcome. Yeah. Because every other sport that we watch, and you know pay attention to like there's no other there's no other <clears throat> there's no committee who gets in right right there's no well, no there's no situation where you can win all your games and not yeah. not have a compete for a championship college football is the only sport in the world where you can just win all of your games and everyone's in the same like division and it still doesn't matter because because the the playoff committee isn't set up that's kind of the realization I came to. Like, you know, when it first happened, I was, I was, you know, pissed and Florida state got absolutely hosed. And yet, and I was, and then the more I, I thought about it, the more I realized like the system structure of the playoff is just, it's just fucked from the beginning. Like the mm-hmm. system is broken. The fact that the TV networks have more control. What happens on the feet. Yeah. That's that's the issue, and that's the issue at the core, and that's why it's silly. And we've been, I've been screaming about this for the last four or five years, like dragging your feet. Like you already embraced embrace the playoff, which is a good good move. And we still, why is it twenty twenty three? We still have four teams. Yeah. There's five major conferences. Why are there only four teams that make the playoff? That are against playoff expansion are just. I I just can't respect your opinion if you're like, yeah, I I think it's silly. Like I don't want more teams competing for a championship want more players that are hitting the transfer portal and opting out of bowl games teams going 13 and 0 and not being able to compete for a championship like that's what you want you don't want more playoff you don't want more teams trying you don't want more talk about great television and tv networks you don't want playoff games like that's just a silly opinion to have and that's just like a old man yelling at clouds opinion in my opinion so yeah we're getting yes florida state got fucked but but the system's the system's fucked from the beginning, so yeah, and we're getting the twelve team next year, obviously, so things will be a little bit, um, a little bit better. But like, we're still gonna have the same issue every year moving forward, right? There's gonna be that that thirteenth or fourteenth team that you know has got one loss, and it just happens. It, like for example, like like a I don't know, say Missouri, you know, goes how whatever eleven and one last year or next year, but their only loss is to Bama. So, 
or Georgia, so they don't get to the SEC championship, right? It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be gonna be like this every year, and it's gonna and it just it, it draws the question. It's like what's the what's the point of the playoff? Like it's like yeah, it's it's awesome and it's fun and exciting, but it's like why not just go back to the BCS and put the two best teams? Okay, throw them in, in the Rose Bowl or whatever, and call it the national championship. Like what's the point of playing these fucking games and going undefeated and winning a Power Five conference if it's not gonna matter? Like what's the point? Well, well, next year, Austin, it's not going to be the same because you're not going to have – there's no way an undefeated team will get left out. So you'll have debates about one and two lost teams. Well, at that's... the end of the day, like, at least they they had a chance to make the playoff. They just lost the games. Florida State, there's, like, nothing they could have done more. Got fucked. So that's just, that's just the product of – Right, and I I agree. I, I agree. I'm not I'm not saying like another defeat is going to be left out, but what I, my point is like, there's going to be teams that are quote deserving, that are going to get left out, and it, it it doesn't matter if it's four teams, if it's 25 teams. Like, we're going to have these debates every year from here on out. Like, oh well, this team should be in over that team. This and it's like, I love the playoff. I, I love the playoff, but it, it's like, what's the point? What's the point? If you can go, if you can like schedule, if you can schedule an out like a shitty out of conference schedule, right? Say you play in the Big Ten. Let's just use whatever, like uh, Illinois for example, right? Illinois goes ten and two, and they don't make the Big Ten championship game. They finish what whatever eleventh for right. And then you got a team like that goes eleven and one, wins a mid major. Uh, conference title, but their lone loss was to that that Power Five team, right? Was that like a Toledo loses to Ohio State or Liberty loses to Bama, right? And they get left out, and it's it's like it, it doesn't make any sense. To, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't like. Well, the twelve team pay, the twelve team playoff next year. They they have a spot reserved for the highest group of five team. That's so, what I mean. Only one, and it's right. Right. But, I mean, like that's. That's fine. I, I don't need more. My more my, my point is my point is there's going to be debates, regardless of how many teams are in this playoff. And it's just again I keep saying it, but it's like just it's grow- an experiment, and, and right. it's always going to be an experiment moving forward. But I really do think I think it's going to be sick. I think, yeah, it's going to be way well, better. Awesome. It's going to be way better. Yeah, anything anything is going to beat four teams, especially after think, a year of this. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, they should have made it. I I would even, like, six teams would have been perfect. No way. Five major conferences, and then, like, the – well, I'm I'm talking about, like, I I like the 12 team. But, like, why stick with four teams initially? Like, that seemed, like, short-sighted considering there are five conferences. And then why stick with it so long when when everyone was screaming, like, we need to expand the playoff? Ten years. I I just think it all boils down to college football not having, like, a governing – body or head where like all these conferences are just out for themselves and there's no one that's like really there's no commissioner so no one can step back and like well this is stupid we have a four-team playoff that now it's uh like sizes bowl games where no one cares about bowl games anymore but also there's only four teams that get in only two games that matter or three games that matter the playoff kind of fucked and then we just let that be okay for what nine years but i don't know I, i'm glad they're going to 12 i think college football next year like i said 
the factors, the playoff expansion, the conference realignment, um, and NIL. Like, I think college football is in a really good place. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of college football for sure. I just hate the NCAA, bro. The NCAA is a bunch of fucking old shits that don't give a fuck about anything other than money. They need to put fucking couple fans on the board, on the committee. Let the fucking people that actually know ball pick who plays in these fucking bowl games and plays in the playoff. I'm tired of these old fucking men that don't know shit pick the fucking playoff. It's fucking frustrating. Well, I hate it. Well, Austin, sorry, but welcome to the United States of America, buddy. That's, that goes for every single thing in this country. So, Did you but see I, the picture no, of all the fucking grandpas just sitting least, there? Yeah. At least... At least, at least the people that run the country, like, that's their job. Yeah. The fucking committee is, like, worried about, like, the volleyball team and all this shit. Like, they're, they're Bro, all, we got like, ADs. Directors, so, it's like, they don't even, they, they have so much other shit to worry about. Yeah, there's ADs on the poll. Knowledge of, of college football. Yeah, but I agree. Like, the committee, it's, it's, it's silly. It's silly. But so, last... I'm glad we're going to. Last point before we move before we move on, because we could sit here and talk about this all day. But um, with the twelve team, I really do think it will put to sleep um, some of the bait about maybe like these teams on the on the bubble about are they are they good enough? Are they not good enough? Because like say you throw, I don't know how it's going to get broken down. If it's one first twelve, and so for like so top four, four, top four would get a buy. So five okay. through twelve would play each other. Okay. I was going to say, like, if you got a team on the bubble, say there were only four teams that were making it, and say, like, one of the six seeds who's right there, um, like, gets upset to a lower seed or a higher seed upsets a a lower seed, kind of thing like that. I think it can kind of put to sleep some of the debate about, oh, this team should have made it, and then they get smacked in the 12-team playoff um, moving forward. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. I wish it was happening this year because it would have been absolutely fucking mayhem if it was. Um and I think the viewership would have been out of the world, but yeah, let, let's let, let's go ahead and move on, Austin. I just hate the NCAA, oh, really, bro. Really quick, really, really quick, really quick. The 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 other like underrated piece about the twelve team playoff is we get like field advantage. Yeah, it's going to be sick to a college campus to host like a playoff game. Mm. Like, it'd be really cool to see like an SEC team have to go up like. And play like like a six eleven matchup, and they have to go to like Penn State or play in, in Iowa in December. Yeah, or play in Iowa, like play <laughs> play can somewhere you, where it's like twelve degrees and snowing, yeah. and like can you imagine like, Oregon like this yeah. year? This year, Oregon having to go into Iowa and fucking play them at like in in January, and it's eleven degrees outside, and Bo Nix's hands are numb, and yeah. The fuck. Yeah, good stuff. So we can move on, but yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about that. So yeah, I'm excited for it. the twelve team is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and we're gonna have probably the same debate in a calendar year from now. So it is what it is. It just frustrates me. But um, before we move into some of these uh the, these awards, let's talk about this play. Or I'm sorry, the transfer portal because over two thousand names have already been entered or 4,000 kids have already been entered into the transfer portal as of this morning. Now that number could obviously be more by the time this comes out, but 2,000 and we're in a day and age, a day of age in college football where it's normal and you've, 
we were pushing for it for so long, right? Like, let, like, don't like we hated that sit out one rule or sit out one year rule for new transfers, and now it's pretty much free agency, right? With all the NIL money and, and the endorsements and all that shit. But like, to me, it's a little over. It's a little overwhelming. I want to get your guys' takes on it, but it's like. You get on Twitter and the first eleven feet or eleven posts are Gage Carpenter has entered transfer portal. You know, blah 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 blah. And it's like he's searching for his third school in four years. And it's like I love it. I love that the kids can make money. I, I'm all for it. But um it, it's a little overwhelming and it's a little bit overdone to me. Um yeah. I'm I'm curious as to what you guys think because I I'm not tired of it by all means. But it's like, like, like Dylan Gabriel, for example, right? I mean, obviously, tie, or he's he's tied to to Oregon, and he has however many he's been in playing for however many years because of injury and COVID, and it's like he's about to play for his third school, regardless if it's Oregon or whoever. But it's like one and done at Oklahoma or two and done at Oklahoma, and it's like I just, some of these guys are just like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? They know they they know they won't be able to make a living in the NFL and. They're making absolute bank in college, so so why not stick around? Like in his in his in his case, um, I have mixed feelings about the portal. I think it's great in some some aspects, and other aspects, like you said, Austin, it's it's kind of just overdone. Like um, your time's up, kind of move on. Let the next let the next group of guys come in and, and play football. But um, I don't know. I I have mixed feelings about it. I think this transfer portal especially i think i'm i'm pretty sure it's probably the biggest that college football has ever seen and i think it is a huge money money scheme um but i mean a quarterback's coming coming through this transfer portal this year i mean we we can talk about that for a little bit if you guys want it's fucking unreal yeah i mean just floating right yeah some of these names i mean cam ward from washington state will howard um, Kyle McCord, Riley Leonard, like and Dylan Gabriel, like Dante Moore from UCLA. He didn't. He only played for a little bit, and he was one of the top ten recruits in the country last year. Like DJU. Like there's so many fucking names, and it's just like it's it's, it's over. Like, it's overdone, man. It's overdone. Yeah, it's it's like glorified high school signing day. Like, oh, where are these top guys gonna go? And everyone just kind of kind of waiting to see which school is going to offer them the most money kind of thing. And um, I don't know. Fran, what, what are your thoughts on it? I kind of love it, yeah. to be honest. Like, especially yeah. as a uh, like an Ohio State fan, like if this was 10 years ago, um, you know, we would kind of be like, oh, like do we, do we have to run it back with McCord? Like <laughs> our, is our recruiting like – we're gonna have some stud coming in. Like, is he gonna challenge for the position? Now we can just like a free agency, <clears throat> you know, dip into our NIL funds. Yeah. Like have a quarterback. And all these quarterbacks are like you said it, Gage, like someone like Cam Ward, who ten years ago, he's, you know, maybe getting drafted now or like has to make that decision where like do I stay in school another year or do I start actually you know earning a salary even if i'm an undrafted player whatever now he could just like put his name in the portal like a bidding war where it's just millions and millions of dollars and he just gets to sit back and be like hmm let me just uh take a bag and compete for a national championship 
And they're making so, way more money than they would in any rookie contract they would sign if they were right. to go to the unless you're like the, Yeah, unless you're like a top, you know, 10, 15 pick. Yeah. Like, Cam Ward's not going to be drafted like that. So he can just, I mean, and I, I do think it's good for the sport in terms of, um, like, players are, are going to stay longer, which is good, you know, name recognition. And I think it's going to increase the quality the overall quality of the sport but I, I like it a lot there's a lot of issues with it um and people are gonna abuse it and yeah hell is a, a farce for just it kind of goes against it. like sorry to cut you off but it kind of goes against like why you're choosing that school um i feel like it's it's a huge thing like i love the culture there the head coach is great i want to play for a winning school um, history of this program is, is absolutely amazing. I want to keep it going. Um, but now at the top of the list, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's a huge uh, huge dollar sign that draws these kids to the programs that they're going to. And um, like you said, it's not the same as it was a decade ago, not even close. Um, or even but, like three or four years ago. I mean, yeah, that's true. And then I kind of kind of really started to hit the ground running. But yeah, but I don't. I don't, I don't want to get into it. I really it, don't. It, I, I'm glad that it's a thing because as an Ohio State fan, like you said, Trent, it, it's going to benefit us. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's going to hurt us. I mean, we've seen the numbers and the players that we've lost already. But Yeah, this is just a list of Ohio State guys. Um, and this one's old. This is from December 4th, so at the beginning of the week. So it could be completely different by now. But Julian Fleming, who's a five-star Number one recruit or number one wide receiver recruit when he came out of high school. Obviously, we know McCord. Evan Pryor, who's a four-star running back who didn't even sniff the field. Like Cam Martinez, another four-star. Like there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve names just from Ohio State uh, that uh, that have entered the portal, and then that number's probably above twenty now at the end of the week. But it's like, um. Final th- my, my final point, because again, this is I could go on about this forever. Final final point before we kind of play. This guy should go here, but I love that the kids that the the college kids can make money. I love that. I've been I've been a big like advocate for that for for many many years. Um, and I it's fun, Trent. You're absolutely correct that the transfer portal is super fun. It's fun to say, okay, this guy could go here, blah blah blah. I think you should be able to transfer once freely, and do what you've been what we've been able to do in years past which is apply for i forget the exact name of the waiver but you apply for the waiver the ncaa and the school grants you yes or no it's it's a great it's a it's a waiver that deals with like mental health or physical health and something along those lines that gives you access to the transfer but it's just that in my opinion would eliminate it from being a little bit overdone coach, my my coach said i'm not starting my mental health took a Took a big hit. I'm gonna need to transfer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot. But now, <laughs> it's fun. It's very fun, but it's it's a lot. You guys remember, um, like Matt Castle, um, his story at USC, where he was like a top recruit, went to USC, sat two years behind. I think it was two years behind Matt Liner, two years behind Carson Palmer. Ever played a game? Never started a game, and then he got drafted. We got drafted the NFL draft. Didn't play one college game. He got drafted based on his high school pedigree. That's nuts. but like obviously, like 
if, if that was today's league, like he would be, he'd be in the portal every year, you know, looking for a new gig. So it's good that, that, um, the other great part though is like recruit recruiting just doesn't matter anymore. Oh hell no! You can't no. When people kind of what, people stop, it doesn't matter. Because, no, that's kind of what I mentioned earlier. It's just yeah. I mean, look at look at Quinn Ewers. Like that. Talk about getting a bag. Like he went to Ohio State, got a bag. He's like, all right, Ryan Day, like start me. And Ryan says like, uh, no. Like we have we have CJ Stroud. We're we're all right. But we'll start you next year. And he's like. Nah, just kidding. I'm out. <laughs> Texas, so. is, um, is is Ohio State in the playoff? Is Ohio State in the playoff with Quinn Ears? Fuck yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Um, who's Ohio State's quarterback next year? I saw the. Okay, I've seen. You say Archie every... Manning. <laughs> That's what my fucking dad's been pushing, dude. My dad's yeah. been all over Archie yeah. Manning. Okay, what that goes to the, like Arch Manning said he's going to stay at Texas. Like Arch Manning, like they must get talk about a bag. I saw a Mississippi a State. Like, I saw some why stuff. Would you go to Mississippi State? I forget the coach, the new um, coach's name, but they were linking him to Mississippi State. What do you guys that? want? I want Cam. Yeah, that's what I, was I want Cam Ward, and if not Cam Ward, I oh. want Riley Leonard from Duke. Oh, okay. That, that's what I want to bring up. Is he really realistically? Is he an upgrade from Kyle McCord? Yes. Riley Leonard. Yes. He's an upgrade. He's an upgrade on the ground. I don't. I don't think his. I don't know if he's a good fit with Ryan Day. Because, mm. like Ryan Day, he's it's it's his drop back passing game. Like he doesn't really run the quarterback and. Riley Leonard's best, like Cam Ward's like a playmaker, right? Like he can still make a, a lot of plays with his arm. He and he can run. You know what's stupid about college? And we've talked about this before, but I was like checking out Cam Ward's stats, and uh, knew he was like a dual threat. He could run and stuff, but his stats for college are like fifty attempts for like two hundred yards rushing. They count sacks against the rushing totals, so it's like. You can't even look up rushing stats in in college football. Like, how the hell, how the hell am I supposed to know his stats in rushing when <laughs> fifty carries for two hundred yards? He's a dog, it's dude. Stupid. He's a dog, and so is really so is his Aaron Nolan kid. Uh, this recruit that five star quarterback Ohio State's got coming in um, out of Georgia, I believe is believe it is. But um, I would rule. I would I would rule Cam Ward if we can get Cam Ward. Um, it doesn't sound like we're linked to Gabriel. But I think he, no, he's I going to take him over Riley. Yeah, um, but I would I would definitely shoot for Cam Moore, Cam Ward, and then maybe uh, you now there's been talks about Dante Moore, the kid out of UCLA that is a five star, um, but he was not he was not very good this year. No, I saw so, his name. I saw his name with Michigan a lot too. Apparently, when he visited Michigan. It was like Michigan from, or U- Detroit. Yeah, it was either Michigan or UCLA, and obviously he chose UCLA. But I, I, I kind of ruled Dante more out. Who do you want? I, I think Cam would be great. Cam Ward, yeah, and and then you know he plays for one year, and then Aaron Nolan hopefully is to go for uh, for his sophomore year, redshirt freshman. But you don't want Devin Brown. Get some. Your guy Devin Brown been pushing for him all year. 
Now's his chance. I mean, I think he would he'd be better than McCord, but like Brown, he's he's built up as this like dual threat, but he's kind of slow, dude. I was watching his highlights games he played in uh, this year. He, I think he throws a nice ball. Like I feel like he throws a better ball than McCord. Like it looks more, it looks more natural. Um, and he's got like long arms and he throws a nice deep ball, but he is not. He runs kind of goofy. He's kind of like I don't know. He's got like long legs. So he looks like a baby deer sometimes <laughs> trying to run. He's a less athletic love, Taysom Hill. Yeah, like Ryan Day does the like he's doing like these goal line packages with Devin Brown. Like he's fucking like prime Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> and he's getting like ragdolled as he's trying to like run over like a, a fucking safety. It's like I don't know if this guy, oh, if he's got, like, he's slightly more athletic than Ford. So I'm cool with Devin Brown. Although we might we might see Devin Brown in the, uh, uh, was it the Orange Bowl? Cot- Where the fuck were we the playing? The Cotton Bowl against Mizzou. Bowl? I want to see Lincoln. Um, 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 last name uh, Kineholtz. He was a dog in high school. I mean, been third and fourth yeah, string Lincoln, this year, but like Keenholz or something. Keenholz, yeah. yeah, thank you. And I'm, that's Marvin. Uh, I'm not even worried. Marvin Senior's been for him all year, actually, on Twitter. Yeah. See that? Yeah, I did. I have actually. We'll preview the game uh, later on, but like, I don't even care. I'm, I'm at the point now where I don't even care if Ohio State wins the Cotton Bowl. Obviously, like I want him to, but like, I'm not going to be devastated if they lose. But like, I want to see how Ryan Day does with how do I how do I verbalize this this thought I want to see how he coaches without his top dogs and I think that would be a true test of how good of a coach Ryan Day is but we can get into that to a little bit later Gage who do you want to be Ohio State's quarterback before we move on right now I think Cam Ward's the best quarterback floating around so I would say him I agree I agree um, you know who I'd love to have. If you're what? If you're a top quarterback in the portal, like how do you not? Ohio State, not everyone's first choice. That's what I'm, we should that's say. What I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, every report I see on Twitter is oh, this 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 quarterback is interested in Ohio State and Mississippi State or Ohio State and Auburn. Like that's what I've seen with Riley Leonard, and I'm just thinking like every school is going after these guys so every guy is going to be interested in every school that's talking to him I'm sure but yeah Ohio State I'm sure is at the top of everyone's list why wouldn't it's a perfect spot that needs to be filled and the fan base knows it and I feel like these these kids know it too that if I step in I'm going to be the guy I'm going to be the man that that tries to win this team a championship in the future do you think um do you think what am I trying to say? Um, obviously, Marvin Harrison's decision, him not like declaring yet. Do you think that will persuade like who the next quarterback is? I bet Marvin's doing some work behind the scenes that we don't know about. Like if he comes back, which would be ridiculous. You guys actually, you guys actually think he's coming back though? I do. I think yeah. I, I do. I, 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 I read an article and I read a bunch of quotes that he was saying, and I mentioned it earlier in a previous pod that people go to Ohio State to beat Michigan, and he mentioned it so many times that that's all he wants to do. Like, he could care less if they win the championship. He just wants to beat Michigan. And the fact that he hasn't been able to do it in three years is, like, the number one driving 
force that that is kind of like contemplating. Yeah. Think about it. Like no, he... I, I get that, but remember, remember last year, like um, C.J. Stroud said the same thing. Like there were there was a bunch of rumblings like he was going to come back, mm-hmm. and he was like, like I I didn't beat Michigan, whatever. I think like I like. Obviously, I hope he would come back. I hope he comes back as an Ohio State fan, but, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I get NIL and everything and stuff. Yeah. The money, it shouldn't, like, but, I mean, if you're going to be a top three NFL draft pick, like, we've never seen someone be like, ah, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, because, I'm and I guess you're right, Trent, because imagine he does come back and Ohio State has an off year or they lose to Michigan again and how much, like, backlash that he would get especially if his stock draft was to like drop a little bit yeah it'd be uh i feel like the, the risk reward comparison just doesn't it's just not worth it for him like you're right going to the nfl would be way smarter for him um i guess like career-wise but i mean i here, here i don't know i here's a question though what so i was reading up and um the report in the article that I was reading was that Ohio State is prepared to offer him an NIL deal that could be comparable to what he would make as a rookie in the NFL for his first year. Yeah. So say so like I'm I'm expecting him to go pro. Do I want him to stay? Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if he stays, but I'm expecting him to go pro. If like what's like if you're that driven to beat Michigan or whoever your rival is. Like that's all you give a shit about, and and the school is willing to pay you damn near what you would make as a rookie in the NFL. Why would you not take that NIL money? Am I crazy for saying that or like asking that? Like, well, I think I think um, this is gonna sound weird, but like, like it's not. It'd be different if it was a quarterback. Oh, I just want to beat Michigan because like it sounds weird, but like. You have more, a lot more control over the game if you're a quarterback than like Marvin. Like it's, Marvin did what he could. It's not like Marvin was like, oh, I wish I would have out there and played better. It's like Marvin, what he did, it's not going to change. Like, sounds weird to say, but like it's not like the deciding factor and like he should have played better to win. Like, there's only so much that he can do as a wide receiver. So like, if he goes back to Ohio State, figure out the quarterback position doesn't matter how great Marvin is he just doesn't have that much have the that much of an impact on the game to like sway beating Michigan again oh so, yeah I mean that makes one sense thing is like CJ Stroud and he's like fuck this like I'm gonna go and drop like 70 points on their dumbass like I'm pissed about this Marvin is out there running around so he just hopes the ball can get to him so yeah but say I, I, mean, I, guess I would love I would love for him to come back and I mean he would shatter every football receiver record probably ever i would think say, um, say they bring in a Ohio. say they bring in a cam ward or dante Moore for whatever like somehow or this air nolan or whoever it is is like the guy like yeah would he like you think he'd come back that's what i'm saying i think there's stuff there's probably stuff going on that we're not hearing about dude watch sure watch he's, he's out there recruiting uh uh, I'm saying DJU and everybody, including me, have been shitting on DJU. And Marv is like, "Man, I want this guy." 
And he comes in. We're watching him chuck up fucking 80 yard touchdowns tomorrow every other week. I would love life. I would. I would be here for it. I'd be here for it. Where's but you got to think also with Marvin. Like he is. I'm sure he's thinking about like NFL records too. Like be like one of the greatest receivers in NFL history. Like I want to. I don't want to miss an NFL season. Like a year of my career playing in college. Like I want that to go to my career stats. So I don't know. I, he's going to go pro. It'll be interesting. To see. I think I think I think he'll go pro, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he stays. Um, what's going to be weird is watching um, Ohio State kick the shit out of Nebraska while Kyle McCord is playing quarterback for Nebraska. That'd be great. Bro. I was just reading that the other day. <laughs> You're going to be shedding a tear, Austin. I know. It's Boy McCord from like 17 points. Dude, I saw, I saw Oregon. I saw his name was linked to Oregon. If if Gabriel doesn't sign with Oregon, that they're going to go after McCord hard. And that is crazy crazy to me i saw him link to uh the texas a&m which would be i think that would be kind of fun yeah mike uh down there mike elko and the boys yeah i think that'd be cool and like i'm surprised i'm surprised riley leonard but i'm surprised riley leonard doesn't follow or hasn't followed mike elko to a&m that's a that's a good point but Um, it's a good point austin let's run through some awards um i've been waiting for this for a while uh, we're going to run through five awards, the, the the main five awards in college football, offensive awards, the Heisman Trophy, the Blitnikoff, which is the best wide receiver in America, the Maxwell Award, which is essentially the player of the year, right? Not the Heisman, but it's the player of the year. Davey O'Brien, which is the quarterback of the year, and the Duke Walker Award, which is the running back of the year in college football. We are just talking about Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison is up for two of these awards. Um, let's start with the Heisman. Let's start there. Um, we mentioned it in the kickoff. Gage, you were on Marv before the season started. I was on Michael Penix. Trent was on Bo Nix. Um, unfortunately, none of them is going to win. <laughs> I think it's pretty cut and dry. Jaden Daniels is the most deserving player in college football. He has the best numbers. Um, I think he's going to run away with this award. So it's kind of unfortunate that our guys are there. They're not. Their names aren't going to get called. But Jaden Daniels is absolutely deserving of this award. Thirty-eight hundred yards, forty touchdowns in the air, four interceptions, over a thousand yards on the ground. Plays for is the quarterback of the best offense in America. Um, it's a shame that their defense is hot ass because watching them in the playoff against like a Washington, holy shit, that would be fun. But. I think that one's pretty cut and dry. Jaden Daniels, I think, he, I mean, he is the betting beyond favorite right now to win. So we're going to move on to the Blitnikoff, which is the nation's best wide receiver. Marv, Marvin Harrison is also up for this award. But you have Roma Dunze from Washington and Malik Neighbors from LSU. Gage, who is winning the Blitnikoff award? It's got to be Marv, right? Does it? That's who I'm going with, especially if he's the only receiver up for the Heisman. Um, I think that might be a dead giveaway there, but um, I mean, 67 catches, 1,200 yards, and 14 touchdowns. I was looking at it; those are almost identical numbers to what he had last year. Um, I think he had like 1,268 yards last year and 14 touchdowns. Which is kind of weird to look at, but um, I mean, we we mentioned he's been the most targeted receiver um, in the country. Um, so if I yeah, if I had to choose one, it'd, it'd be Marvin Harrison without a doubt. 
I don't know if there's odds on that or not, Austin. I'd love to see if there was, but um, yeah, I, w- I would I would throw the bank on Marv. Yeah, I haven't been able to find odds anywhere. I'm sure that if I do a deep dive, I can I can find them, but I haven't been able to find them. Um, it's funny because yeah, Marv's got 14 touchdowns, which is um, top three in the country. I think Malik neighbor yeah Malik Neighbors from LSU also has 14 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Marv to win. Um, this is one award that I'm not really surprised who or I won't be surprised who wins. Uh, I mean Roman Dunze has got 1400 yards, 30 or 13 touchdowns, 81 catches. Neighbors, I mean, if you want to talk about numbers, he's got better numbers yeah. than all three of them. I mean, 86 for 1514. So it's like, pick your poison here. Um, like I said, I want Marv to win, but I'm not going to be like upset if Malik Neighbors wins. But I agree with your point that Marv is the only. Um, wide receiver up for Heisman, so I think that kind of gives him an edge in voting. So I do think he, I, I, I do think he'll win here. And it kind of goes like, how many times have we heard throughout the year whether Ohio State's honor people say that Marv's the best player on the football field, Marv's the best player in college football. Um, so yeah, he doesn't have the best numbers out of these three, but in terms of best wide receiver, which is what that award is, um, I think I think Marv is definitely the best wide receiver. I think uh, I think all three are deserving, but you guys hit on the head. Like Roma Dunze has a Heisman finalist at quarterback. Malik Neighbors has the Heisman at quarterback, and Marv has Honda McCord. So <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much all you have to say. I think Marv got kind of fucked last year. Who won, who won it last year? Do you guys remember the um, Blitnikoff? Yeah, um, it was. Um... Hold on, keep talking. I'll pull it up. I was literally just looking at this. Oh, was it at was it Addison? No, it wasn't. No, Addison, Addison won it a few years ago. Last year, um, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee won. That's that's garbage. I mean, come on. That I remember getting yeah. mad about that last year. Like, you can't watch Jalen Hyatt and Marvin Harrison and be like, yeah, like, it's a better receiver. <clears throat> no, I agree. So, I think I think it would be a shame if Marv didn't have a Blitnikoff. Um, although maybe if he doesn't win it, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll come back to win it. Maybe, maybe we should root for him to not win it, so uh, so he comes back. The Maxwell Award, which is given to the this one's weird because it's it's like the offensive player of the year in the NFL, where like realistically the MVP should win, and in this case the Heisman Trophy sh- winner should win, but like. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, the three quarterbacks are up for this one and the Davey O'Brien Award, which is the best quarterback. I mean, Daniels, Penix, and Bo Nix. So it's like, if Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman, he should hypothetically win yeah. the Maxwell and the Davey O'Brien. And I, I and the Maxwell, um, the last eight quarterbacks to win the Heisman, or I'm sorry, the last eight, or no, eight Heismans have won the Davio or Jesus Christ, I cannot talk. The last Maxwell. eight Heisman winners have won the Maxwell Award for the player of the that's year. A, that's what I texted you guys earlier. Like what's it's if Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman, he's gonna sweep every other offensive award there is. Yeah. But it's like you, you know what's gonna happen is he's gonna win the Heisman, he's gonna win the Maxwell and Bo Nix will win the Davy O'Brien and it's like it's like what? 
<laughs> or Michael Penix to like cover their ass because he's the only quarterback in the playoffs. So we got to give him some accolade kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's really it's it's, to, it's strange. I'm trying to figure out what the hell the difference is between the Player of the Year and the Heisman. Like, is exactly. the Heisman the player? Like, what? What's that's, the definition of Heisman. That's what I mean. It's like it's the exact same thing as it's Offensive Heisman Player of the Year and MVP. Like, if if Dak Prescott wins MVP, why should he not win? Offensive player. Well, I guess, I guess there's like with the MVP, like there's the the term valuable, which you can argue like someone isn't quite as good as someone else, but they're more valuable to their team. Um, with Heisman, like isn't Heisman like just most outstanding player? Like it's not yeah. it doesn't have anything with the value. So I don't know. This is silly. We we can probably move on. <laughs> yeah, really it, it, it does. Do. It doesn't make much sense. Um, the Doug Walk coach of the year. My coach of the year, um, I was looking at this earlier, is – go ahead, Trent. Who's your coach of the year? Kalen DeBoer. I mean, I, I think Kalen yeah. DeBoer has to be the coach of the year to, to, to take Washington and, and the strongest the Pac-12 has ever been. And this is the year they get an undefeated team into the playoff. Um, I, don't, I think he checks every box. Like, I don't, I don't see who else would even qualify for the award. I could like, see uh, Mike Norvell, no? I yeah. can see it. Um, yeah, Eli, maybe Norvell. But... Eli Drinkwitz, too, from Missouri. I mean, that program was a fucking shithole before he got there. He's done a decent job. But I, I'm all in on Kalen DeBoer also, Trent. I think he should win it. Cool. Uh, last one. The, uh, the Doug Walker Award, nation's best running back. Um, I think Ollie Gordon is going to kind of run away with this one. Um, 1,600 yards, 20 touchdowns on the ground. A guy that was kind of slept on, at least if you're not an ACC fan or a North Carolina fan, uh, Amarian Hampton is a fucking stud. I mean, 1,400 yards, 15 touchdowns. You can say the same about Cody Schrader. I mean, Cody Schrader, I love watching him fucking run the football. I mean, 1489 on the ground 13 touchdowns i don't think he's he really has a chance to win this award but uh he was a cbs first team all-american so it's like cody schrader's a dog at omarion hampton is a dog also i don't think you can really i don't think there's a wrong answer or a wrong selection here but i think ollie gordon um even though he didn't fucking hit my bet or score a touchdown in the big 12 championship I think he's scored so many touchdowns this year. Oh my god! Twenty touchdowns on the ground, which is a ton. But um, yeah, I think he's going to kind of run away with this award. Who also had? I'm looking at some of these names, um, in terms of running backs. Like I knew Audric Estime was good from Notre Dame, but 18 touchdowns, 1300 yards on the ground, and he was the highest rated uh, um, running back by PFF. Trent, you love PFF, but. He, they ranked him as the the number one running back in the nation. So he's a dog. It really it really helps when he's on a team that thinks punting is illegal, so their offense <laughs> runs so many fucking plays a game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, he's he was third in the nation in, in touchdowns. Blake, I forgot about Blake Corum. Not even gonna lie, twenty four touchdowns. Blake Corum, he had a shit time. Twenty four touchdowns. Like Who won? Did he win it last year? Who won last year? Do we know? I want to uh, say. Probably Bijan. <laughs> Let's see. Not Bijan? Yeah, it was Bijan. Bijan, Ken Walker, and Najee Harris. And then Jonathan Taylor won it twice in a row 18 and 19. 
Walker. Oh, Ken Walker the year before, I see. Ken Walker. Um, yep. You guys remember um Bryce Love from Stanford? Mm-hmm. He won he won in twenty seventeen. I'm pretty sure he was a Heisman finalist that year. And he just never panned out in the league. But there's a DB, I forget who he plays for, whose name is Bryce Love. And every time I hear every time I hear every time I hear that name, I'm like, I have to Google because I'm like, is that the running back? Like, there's no, I always get them confused. But you're the only you're the only person in America that's like <laughs> this mental battle between Bryce Love and Bryce running Love. back and Bryce Love and fucking free safety <laughs> from 2017 college football. Like, you're the only person thinking about this, bro. Respect. He was he was a dog and um, uh, Toby Gerhardt. Remember him? Who fucking won the Heisman? He was in college, Toby bro. Gerhard, dude. Toby Gerhardt. Toby Gerhardt. Didn't he play with another? No, he followed. Uh, follow. Was that right after McCaffrey or right before McCaffrey? It was before. No, sure. It was before McCaffrey. Hold Toby on. Gerhard. Stand by. This is great podcasting right now. I'm pulling up Toby Gerhardt's Heisman. 20, 2009. That was the year Mark Ingram won. Dude, and he, Toby he Gerhardt got play. fucking Toby, Toby Gerhardt got robbed. Fucking this. Th- these are Mark Ingram's stats in 2019: 271 carries, 1658, 1658 yards, and 17 touchdowns. Toby Gerhardt fucking smoked him. 340 rushes, 1871 yards, 28 fucking touchdowns, <laughs> and he didn't win the Heisman. That is a joke. Jesus. Shout out Marty Gilliard too from UC. He was ninth. He finished ninth in Heisman voting that year. Kellen Moore, dude, this name, this list is fucking loaded. Mark Ingram, Toby Gerhardt, Colt McCoy, and Dominican oh. Sue, Tim Tebow, Golden Tate. Fucking Golden st- Tate. <laughs> Stanford run. Golden Tate. I feel like he wasn't that old. I guess he is kind of old. If he's talking he, about. He retired, didn't he? No, but he was still good. He was washed, I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking show some respect to Stanford running backs, man. Bryce Love should have won the Heisman. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's college ball. We're going to get into uh, NFL here, but we'll dive deep into um, these college football previews as we get closer to bowl season. Next week, actually, we got football on site. Uh, bowl, college football bowls on next Saturday, so that'll be fun. Um, Trent's going to take take point here on the NFL. Got a decent slate this weekend. We're getting get into his power rankings, but before we do, Trent, looking at this slate, what games, what players, what kind of matchups are you most intrigued to watch this weekend? Uh, yeah, so th- that's a good question, Austin. I'll answer in a second. I, I do want to touch on one one game that I thought was funny from a gambling perspective from last week's schedule. And that was the uh, burner of uh, Patriots Chargers. Chargers scored six points and covered the five and a half point spread. No touchdown. I just found hilarious. I found hilarious. Like if you if you if you were on the Chargers or if you were on the Patriots, uh, I'm getting five and a half. And I told you before the game, or the Chargers are scoring six points today, and you still don't cover. That's brutal. So. Um, I thought that was a funny, unique, uh, moment. Um, but this week, I think it's a good week of NFL guys. I mean, this is, this is what you want. The NFL kind of coming down the stretch run. 
teams, you know, jiving for playoff positions. So I think the two big headliners are the Bills and Chiefs, the uh, 425 slot. Bills lose this one. It might it might be done for them uh, for, for the season. And then obviously we get Eagles-Cowboys um, in the nightcap Sunday night. Two Monday games as well, which is kind of weird. Um, but as far as, like, gambling and, like, what stands out to me um, – of edges looking over the slate here oh man i i do kind of like chicago plus the three at home i like how they've been playing and they already have that number one pick basically wrapped up so it's not like they have to tank as of the panthers and um i don't know man jared goff when it gets cold outside the bears defense is playing really well Oh man, I, I think the Bears can can pretty much easily win that game. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but dude, this the, this one o'clock slate is hot ass. I mean the best. Yes. I mean the best game on here is what Bengals Colts. Like this one o'clock slate oh, wow. is horrible, dude. Jacks. Browns Jags to uh, no to way. No way. Battle of backups there. You don't even want to fucking talk about the Saints and the Panthers. Ravens are going to steamroll the Rams. I mean, this 1 o'clock slate is horrible, dude. I might have to find some shit to do early Sunday. Come back for the 4 o'clock slate. Hey, man. We got, we got action going. There's there's not a bad game. I'll say that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Throw some money on it. Give you a reason. Let's, let's be honest. I talk about how hot ass this slate is, and I'm going to be sweating four or five bets come two thirty. Mm-hmm. But none of these games really stand out to me in terms of lines. Even going into the four o'clock slate, I mean, Niners are a huge home favorite. I mean, rightfully so in my opinion. But like Bills Chiefs, I mean, I, I, I'm tempted to to lay that uh, one and a half with the Bills. But um, Broncos Chargers. Broncos are a, a dog that's kind of barking to me. Like none of these games right now. It's like I don't know, man. I, I'm 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 getting a I'm having trouble getting a solid read. Oh, I didn't even see this fucking Mon- Dolphins Titans Monday night. What are we doing? Give us ca- Cowboys. Yeah, there's two Monday yeah, night Yeah, I know Giants Packers. You give us fucking Cowboys Eagles on Sunday night. Then we got to wake up Monday, go to work, and get excited for fucking Giants, Packers, and Dolphins, Titans. What are we doing? NFL for you, buddy. Oh, my God. I don't want to watch either of those games. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Jordan Love's becoming fun to watch. I I kind of badmouthed Jordan Love earlier uh, in the season. So, too. I want to make that... uh, because he was hot ass early in the season, and that's where better than he was actually playing if you watch the games. But his last couple weeks, he's been lights out, man. And start throwing the ball accurately, he looks like Aaron Rodgers out there playing football, which is really, really cool to see. So um, Calm down a little bit. He's fun to watch. The Dolphins are fun to watch, man. I, and I told you guys, and nobody wanted to listen to me when I did my power rankings, I told you the Dolphins were in five straight games. They were seven and three or whatever, or maybe they were six and three. I think they were six and three. Told you they won five straight games. Well, they're nine and three right now, and they get the Titans at home. They're going to win that game pretty easily, and then they have one more easy game. They're tough stretch. So the Dolphins are, are a live chance for the one seed. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the real story out of the NFL is all these backup quarterbacks and, and injuries and stuff. And I think we're all blessed that the Patriots beat the Steelers tonight, or Thursday night, I'm sorry, and the fucking Steelers out of the playoffs. Because we want to see... We want to see the playoffs with Browns. I mean, who doesn't want to see the Browns? Me. Come on. I, I, I <laughs> would be better. Joe Flacco, the real Joe Burr, in the playoffs. No, looking to win a second ring. Honestly, the give Browns. me Jake Browning in the playoffs, dude. All right, that's fine. Throw in Jake Browning and the Bengals. You know, get get the two Ohio teams on there so we can wrap and uh, get C.J. Stroud in there and the Texans. They have a real chance. Mitch Trubisky, whoever, out of the playoffs. <laughs> they have a real chance to win so, the AFC South. I mean, you never want to. You never like happy to see somebody get injured, like Trevor Lawrence, right? But like high ankle sprain can take a little bit to come back, and it's not a great time to get hurt. So I went. The the Texans can win the AFC South, and the Colts are right there too. Believe it or not, Colts are not out of it. Yeah, shout out Gardner Minshew, the most disrespected player in the NFL for some reason. Hundred percent, bro. Probably the best backup quarterback in NFL history. Uh, but by like the NFL, he's disrespected. Like he keeps bouncing around to different teams. Yeah. So, Gage, you got any leans, action, or anything right now? Uh, a couple leans, no action quite yet. Um, like you guys mentioned, still it's a weird slate, very weird slate for this late in the year. But um, uh, you mentioned Austin, Seattle visiting San Fran. Um too many points i think seattle hangs around and i know it's kind of going against my niners bias but a tough divisional game like that getting 11 points now it started at 10 um maybe look to to buy high on seattle this weekend to hang around especially after their um excuse me after their performance last week against um the cowboys might be a little a little um motivated to to get, get a win this week but um you mentioned it, Trent. I love I love the Bears catching catching three. I might wait to see if I can get over a field goal, and then I like the Bengals. Um, they were plus one when this line came out earlier in the week. They're now almost given a whole field goal, um, but that's that's one that I still kind of like. And then um, there's one more. Yeah, it's the Saints five and minus five and a half at home. Yeah, you throw anything on that team, Austin. Like I. We, we we might have to have a sit down talk and kind of figure out what kind of figure out what's wrong with you and like what we can change about your life to, to get your mind right. But um, uh, it'd be a late game, I guess. I think another divisional matchup. I think Philly catching three and a half. I know that might be a sucker bet. I think this is a game where Dallas could easily run away with it, um, especially if if Dak continues to play the way he has. But. I don't know, just a couple of leans. No, no official plays yet. And you mentioned it before the pod. We'll have six NFL plays this week, so everyone be on the lookout. I know NFL is not our strong suit, um, so use caution with our picks this weekend. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see where the numbers fall when when the times comes. Yeah, things are going to get spicy now too. Gage is uh, Gage got a half game lead over me for first place of the Pick'em Challenge that runs through the end of the NFL regular season. By the way, but um. Yeah, I went. Should, I went. Uh, should be interesting. I went three zero in my NFL play, so oh, I, this Excuse might be my time to shine. This might be my like comeback story here. Um, yeah, everyone. I, I, 
I was going to say, clip yeah, that little, like, like 12-second segment right there, and then Trent goes 0-6. <laughs> yeah, Trent's going to go 1-5, 2-4. Right. Go and and I'm like, just, just wasn't my week this week, boys. <laughs> I can hear it. I do think that. I almost said it when we were talking about Derek Carr earlier, but, um, like, how he, he gets, like, five injuries during the game, and, oh, there's no way he's playing, and then, and then he's practicing, like, Friday. Well, Ian Rapport just tweeted out that his uh, concussion, rib injury, and injury, he practiced in full today. So, I mean, that he, guy can get another Sunday at Derek Carr. I mean, that guy can get hit by a fucking – that guy can get hit by a train, and he'd still go out and play. Did you see that? The, the, I guess the, the, the my bad. Did you see the picture of that the house that cookhouse getting or exploding in the middle of the night? Yeah, what, was that, what was that story? I, sure. I saw there was like a big thread uh, about it. But it was like a me- I'm pretty sure it was like a, a cookhouse, like a meth house or something that just exploded. But it was like there were fireworks. I don't know what the fuck it was, but <laughs> there was somebody that quote tweeted it and was like. Derek Carr walks out of that with like a scratched eyebrow and like a bruised shin, and goes out and fucking throws 125 yards in a pick. <laughs> it was like that's the most relatable thing ever, bro. I'm fucking sick and tired of Derek Carr. Give me Jameis Winston. Tired of it. Trent, give us your power rankings yeah. so we can get out of here, bro. This was a uh, this was a tough week for power rankings for me. Gonna lie. Um, number one was easy. I have the San Francisco 49ers. Um, not much to say. They're the best team in football. They should win the Super Bowl. All right, Seattle plus 10.5, locking in right now. I mean, listen, my first of all, my power rankings have been <laughs> spot on throughout the year, so I don't know what that was about. I don't know what that was about at all. I've been, I've been despite public persuasion, I've been steadfast in my power rankings, and I've been proven right. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't take the popular route. I take, I take the unpopular route, but the right route. So number two with great debate, you know, I, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. I think the Dallas Cowboys are the second best team in football. Jack Prescott's playing who, you know, has always been unfairly hated reason. Um, well, I guess the reason is he plays for the Cowboys, which is fine, but, um, you know, he's legit. An MVP candidate, and he's playing football at the right time. And I think they're going to beat Philadelphia. I know Gage, you're you're on Philly, um, but I think this is a good spot for for Dallas to come back and win that game. Dallas too. Uh, I have Miami three. Another team that's been slept on, but right now, if they get the one seed, don't be surprised if they end up in the Super Bowl. I don't think they would beat San Francisco. Um, if they get the one seed and get to play in warm weather, full AFC playoff, they don't have to go to Kansas City. They don't have to go to Baltimore. They're going to be really tough to beat at home. Number four, I have Philly. Um, they're ten and two, but you know, obviously, there's there's a lot of holes on that team, and. You know, how many games that I think we saw this past Sunday, like they, they pulled enough games out of their ass and they finally got in, or, uh, they met their match and the 49ers kind of laid it on them. So tough stretch. I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of that, but I do think that they're not as good as last year. And then five, I do still have the Chiefs. 
Um, but I'm still really concerned about their offense, given the fact that Kelsey basically not quite washed, but he's he's lost a couple steps even from last year. Um, I know he's been injured. I feel like he gets injured every time he catches the ball. He's getting his ankle rolled up on or something. Um, but the defense is still good despite some injuries and Mahomes and, and Randy Reid. So they're still in my top five. So to recap, that would be – did I not have the, the Ravens in there? No, you did not. I was going to let you go, but that's kind of wild. You know what? I don't think the Ravens are a top five team in football. You're, cr- you're crazy. Say right now. You're crazy. I don't think they're top five. I think they're the sixth best team in football. So went with the Niners one, Cowboys number two, Dolphins number three, the Eagles number four, and the Chiefs are number five. I have the Ravens at number six. I just I want to see more from that offense. And I think they're the sixth best team. I think five teams are better than them. So That's crazy. I'd put I'd put Ravens over the Chiefs. But they're your power rankings. So we can only debate them. Can't change them for it. That's right. They're not, they're not called Austin's power rankings. This is true. Now, so. This is true. Um, Saints would probably be number four on that list if they were my rankings. But Check us out on X. Take four take underscore. Uh, follow, share, um, subscribe to the uh, Spotify channel. Catch all of our episodes on there. Follow us on our personal socials. Check us out. I appreciate it, guys. Until the next one. Peace.